0: What is up, everybody? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Sports with BJ. We're here with you on Wednesday, August 25th. And look, this episode is going to be way outside of my comfort zone. We are going to be talking about the other sport that starts in September, and that would be hockey. We're going to talk a little bit of hockey today, going to talk a little bit about the Washington Capitals. That's where my allegiance lies. And I can't talk Washington Capitals or hockey without bringing my boy, Polly Cupcakes, from the official Caps Chirp podcast. Welcome to Sports with BJ, Polly, How are we doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always good to hear that there's Cap fans in the world, because I live right next to Pittsburgh, so I just uh, it's Oof. nice to be reassured.
0: That's got to be rough. Got to be rough. So the first thing, and I'm sure you get this a lot, but the first question that has to be asked without a doubt is, Pauly Cupcakes, where does that come from?
1: So uh, the, well, I'll tell you first where it's not from. And one of the guys <laughs> on the network, uh, Grumpy Old Man, he's on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, and he thought it was because of Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos, but <laughs> It's actually from one year uh, Rob Riggle hosted the NHL awards and he did an interview with John Tavares and he was like, I'm going to call you Johnny cupcakes. And I don't know why I, I thought that was hilarious and the syllables matched up. And so I just went with Polly cupcakes when, uh, when hockey troll invited me on to the capture podcast. So I, I don't know. He had a, he had a, a, a stage name and I, I came up with one that was a little less mysterious than his still went with my name, but yeah, Polly cupcakes just was kind of an easy fit because I liked that joke.
0: I love all of that. If I'm not mistaken, there's actually a brand now called Johnny cupcakes, isn't there? Is that where that's from? The Rob Riggle hosting the NHL awards?
1: I am not completely sure, but I would not argue against it because I, I, it still circulates. I still hear Johnny cupcakes, so I think it, it's got to be that.
0: I definitely have a research assignment for this rest of this evening, but we're here with Polly cupcakes, not Johnny cupcakes. and you're not just a, you're not just a hockey talker or a hockey fan. You actually play a little hockey as well. Talk to us about your your amateur playing career, your semi-pro, if you will, your will Farrell.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so I've been playing since I was a kid. Uh, about five years old is when it started. I'm um, 29 now. And um, I played, you know, House League, then travel, high school hockey. And then I played a little club college hockey. And now I play rec roller hockey and beer league.
0: I love both that. With,
1: yeah. And I play both with my co host, Hockey Troll. We, we're on teams together for better or for worse.
0: Love that. So a little bit of a flex there. I played some club hockey in college. What college did we attend?
1: Well, I went to West Liberty University, the D2 school in West Virginia. They, uh, if anyone knows who they are, it's probably for their basketball program, who seems to make it to the Elite Eight every year. Hmm. Uh, I actually started the program when I was a freshman. It only ran for a few years because it was just a little too tough completely funding ourselves for the most part Mm -hmm. but then after i played three years for them our crosstown rival wheeling jesuit allowed me to play for them and so i played the next two years of school for them and then kind of unofficially played three more years so i actually played played eight years of college hockey
0: pulling the old hunter renfro little receiver out there for clemson every you know every school's got their guy that it just seems like is there for 10 plus years. I'm a UVA guy. So for us, that's been Jay Huff as of late. I feel like he was there for eight years and he still had a year of eligibility this year. So I love that. The officially unofficial roster for the West Liberty hockey team. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the season's coming up on us fast, right? So we just got done in July crowning the lightning as back-to-back Stanley cup champions. Good on them. Love their story. Love what they've done down there in Tampa, but we got the preseason starting in September 25th, quick turnaround, not a normal turnaround time for the NHL. Do you think that that's going to have an effect with how some of the teams start having that quick turnaround?
1: Yeah, I think, I think some teams, it might be a bit of a benefit because they have less time to get rusty. I think it's going to hurt Tampa a little bit um, because they were kind of beat up heading into the playoffs anyway. Um, And they've played the most hockey in the last two seasons. So I think it might uh, hurt Tampa Bay a little bit. And I think – I mean, I think there will be some guys that will have an issue with it, but I think also – the guys have played a lot less hockey over the last two seasons because of COVID and shortened seasons. That it may not hurt as much as if they were coming off of a normal 82 game season and starting hmm. in a in a shorter time frame.
0: That's a really good point. And yeah, you know, you think about it. the The upside to being back to back champions is I mean, you're champions, right? Two yeah. times. The downside, as you so astutely pointed out you've played the most hockey out of any team in the NHL doing that. Right. And right. The, the NHL, to my knowledge, they, are there first round buys or is it just playoffs? It's, so
1: yeah, everybody makes it and everybody plays.
0: Love that. I love that aspect. We're going to talk a little bit more about this next upcoming season, but we're definitely here to talk about the Washington capitals. That's where my heart lies. That's where you put your stake in claim. So let's talk about how you became a capitals fan. Is that a, a regional thing is that what happened there? You're really close to Pittsburgh. You're in West Virginia, but we chose the Capitals.
1: Yeah, so uh, my hometown is Wheeling, West Virginia, which is in the upper panhandle. So it's about 60 miles west of Pittsburgh. And I am very much in Pittsburgh country for everything. And um, I'm originally an Avalanche fan, but when Ovechkin came into the league, it was kind of a combination of um, being being a turd and just kind of trying to upset Pittsburgh fans and enjoying watching Ovechkin play. And so I kind of – I was rooting for him long enough that after a couple years, I just started rooting for the team as a whole. And, um, you know, I don't really think you get to pick your team. It's kind of like falling in love where it happens without your control. And so I was just watching them so often that I, like, didn't have a choice in cheering for Mm. them because I always was.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, hey, we're glad to have you. I'm glad we share that commonality that we both root for the same team. It's, It's interesting when you have rivals, it would be awesome if you were a Pittsburgh fan. We could talk some crap to each other, but I love the fact that you're a Caps fan because... You're the only hockey guy I follow on Twitter. So, whenever you say anything, it's relevant to what I'm trying to figure out. So, I love that. So, let's talk about last season. We finished 36 15 and 5. That was good enough for second in the East in an abbreviated season. We lost 3 1 to the team up north. We don't want to talk about it, but it happened. Took a 3 1 after coming out strong in game one of that series. I thought, here we go. It's going to be, you know, it was a good opportunity for us to get up on them. And then they rifle, they rattled off four straight on us. So my question to you, from what you saw in the product that was put on the ice last year, do you feel like that was a successful season?
1: Um, I mean, yes and no. I guess I, I think there was definitely a higher ceiling of potential there, and I think the reason I say no is because I expected them to at least go to seven games to the second round. I, I, I was, I thought that would be the lowest. I, I thought they may even have a shot at conference finals or the Stanley Cup final. Um, but then on the other hand, they dealt with quite a few injuries there at the end of the season. They had a couple of a uh, couple of guys from a certain country who kept getting themselves in trouble. Uh, and, you know, the fact that we had multiple guys get COVID twice or deal with COVID issues I I think it it wasn't a success because I think they could have done more. But then again, it was kind of a success because they dealt with some really crappy stuff. And on top of, you know, the Russian machine that never breaks, missing how many games going into the playoffs, if, if it's a full 82 game season, this is all these injuries are happening um, around the All-Star break.
0: Yeah, halfway and point.
1: Yeah, and the guys have a chance to get healthy before the playoffs, so not making excuses because everybody played the same shortened season, but it was it definitely wasn't a complete failure, but I think they definitely had more in them.
0: Do you think that the culture surrounding the Washington Capitals took a step back when they lost Trotsky? Um I don't know. Uh I mean I think
1: he definitely built something special and he's the reason that that cup happened. You know, he, he turned them into, you know, a winning, a winning franchise instead of just a bunch of hot young players who looked really good during the regular season. I think having Reardon definitely, they started going back towards what they were. And I think Laviolette, so I guess to answer your question, yes, it did take a little step back, but I think Laviolette is the right guy to bring them back to the kind of the kind of culture they had.
0: Yeah, and I like that you said that because the one thing I will say for, in Laviolette's favor, I feel like that is the the direction that coaching in hockey is going. I feel like Trots was a very old school. I called him a fire and brimstone guy. looks like he's not going to take any crap. He's going to give it to you straight. You're doing well. You're going to skate. You're not, you're coming out. He was very direct. I feel like that this direction that we're going is good for the future. So I like the realistic out, the realistic outlook you have on that. Yeah. Obviously when you have a kind of a, I want to say a dictator, that's not a disciplinarian really um, in trots. And then you come to more of a player's coach you're definitely going to have a, you know, a feel out period where what can we do? What can we not? I think some of the COVID things might have had some, you know, something to do with that a little bit as well. Um, But like you said, halfway either 35 and 15, like that's, we're not going to sit here and act like that wasn't good. Um, But yeah, I I definitely saw what you were just referencing, how when we got towards the playoffs and and started to get to the point where we were clinching and doing things of that nature some of the inexperience or some of the, some of the youthful errors came back a little bit. Um, and I'm looking for those to be avenged. So I created what I consider to be my off-season checklist. And I wanted to run it by a seasoned Caps fan who talks about this every week. So my three things that I had for them for this off-season was to re-sign Ovechkin, to clear up cap space, and to protect the goalies. Obviously, we know that Ovechkin got re-signed, and what a great story that is. His his mom's been his agent his whole life. That's fantastic. His daughter, or I'm sorry, I say his daughter. His wife looks like she's 12, so good for him, right? Good for him. But I thought that we needed to really shore up the goaltending position. I feel like we should trade Kuznetsov to get rid of his cap hit. I think a veteran center would be good, letting McMichael show you what he's got. I, and then I think if you can do those things, you kind of reassess the team as you always do and try to patch things up at the trade de- trade deadline on this upcoming season. Right. That's kind of where, where I thought the progress needed to be made. What do you say to that? Where are, where are some of the key off season points for the caps to have a successful off season?
1: Well, uh, I mean, I think your, your checklist was pretty spot on there. Uh, they already started to to move cap space a little bit with the Verona and the uh, Panic move, but yeah, mm. definitely needed to have Ovechkin back. I, I think it'd be it'd be more significant to the franchise if he breaks the record in the Caps jersey than if they win another cup. Um, I think it'll just do more good for the overall image. You know, those highlights will live forever if if he breaks the goal record in that jersey. Mm. Um, the goaltending, I'm really happy to see that they got VTech back. I, I think we definitely needed them both and it i in uh, hockey troll and i we did a a mock um expansion draft and i actually protected VTech in mine because i think he's a little more solid even though samsonov is a, a bit more athletic looking mm. but uh you know nonetheless we got them both so i i am glad that we were able to keep those guys when it comes to kuznetsov um Hockey troll and I actually talk about this quite a bit. I I was interested, or I've pushed for moving him as well. And hockey troll was kind of presented due to his his reputation. His trade stock might not be very good right now, so it's kind of hard to think of someone we would get that would be a good return and clear cap space. But I think you know if he we've had Carl Alsner, Carl Olsner on the show, and he said that. You know, when Kuznetsov is on, he controls the entire ice. So if he could get back to that, I think he'd be, he'd be worth still having. But uh, he definitely has to be what he hasn't been the past couple of years. I think cap space is definitely a huge issue. And um, I don't know how they're going to make that. And uh, I know Kuznetsov is kind of the guy that everybody's pointing towards. But I think the big issue is – In order to offload him from the roster, I don't know if many people are going to help us out with the cap situation because I think we're going to have to give more than we get if he's quote unquote, you know, a a, a bad teammate or whatever. So I, I think cap space is very important. I just I'm not sure how they would do it.
0: Yeah, it was. And I was looking at some numbers today. There's about 84 million in dead cap and there's about 72 million that are tied up in three players alone um, of that dead cap. And so I can't recall which three players they were that they were referencing. But the Kuznetsov is is an interesting. If I'm the cap's. You've got to not trade Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov I can't, I hate his name, Kuznetsov. Um, Kuzi, love it. Kuzi, you, if you're not going to trade him, you better be committed to him because yeah. the longer he stays and the more his reputation grows, he's just going to become that much more undesirable, which means he's going to be untradeable and he could eventually potentially become a cancer in that locker room and on the ice. And like you said, I'm of the opinion and this goes for any sport if you if you have to talk about a player in the context of when he's on he's this but when he's not he's this that's a red flag right out the gate especially if there's a secondary piece of baggage that comes with that if he was a great locker room teammate a great vocal leader on the bench when he's not on the ice if he was a you know a hard worker in practice and I'm not to say at this level none of them are but you know what I'm talking about if he was all of that And that was it. And he was just a roller coaster of performance. Sure. Let's, you know, let's roll with him. And and yeah, he's a good hockey player, but when you throw in the cancerous stuff with him, I think that that really kind of outweighs in, in combination with, with the ups and downs of his performance. I think that kind of throws a big question mark out there. Like, why aren't we trying to move him?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, it, you know, if you look at it from a – if it was a guy who wasn't on your team, you know, most people would jump at agreeing with you directly on that philosophy of, you know, if he's up, he's down. Um, and I think some people are harder to jump on it when it's their guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I th- maybe the best way to go about it would be play this season and uh, see what he's got and what he can do how he acts and then, you know, try to get him moved by the deadline if he hasn't cleaned up his act. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be heartbroken if they found something to, to move him for Uh, Connor McMichael. I think he shows a lot of promise. I'm just not quite sure if he's ready for the NHL yet. I think Mm -hmm. a a full AHL season could be really good for him, but I I think he's going to be pretty special.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I know that the the common theme is get rid of Koozie, get some veteran leadership at center, and then really kind of let McMichael show you what he's got. I don't know if I want my regular season to be that tryout, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, because you can at any point call him up, but right. it's it's really I mean now you got to talk about uh, being a detriment. To him. If you keep him up with the possibility of, okay, well, if he shows us something on the negative, we'll just push him back down. As a prospect, I would rather start down and be called up than get called, than be up and get sent down. So you got to play with that a little bit. So I'm not as high on the the letting McMichael kind of show you what he's got on regular season ice um, with the Caps, but I do like the AHL move, but we'll see what they do there. I did want to touch on the the Ovechkin and the record and him being able to set that in the you know in the Caps jersey you're 28 I'm 32 we've had the privilege of seeing some pretty cool things in our life right we've been able to see for whatever we can remember of it Michael Jordan win his third three-peat able to see the Lakers do what the Lakers did we've been able to see Kobe's life and death We've been able to see Barry Bonds break the all-time home run record, right? We've been able to see LeBron bring Cleveland a championship. We've seen some great sports moments in our lifetime. Uh, Cal Ripken breaking the all-time hit record, right? So where does that, where would you rank that? And I know that hockey gets kind of a bad beat because it's not, you know, of the four major American, North American sports, it's the fourth typically, but as far as all-time sports moments, taking in the magnitude of what it is he would be accomplishing and what we've seen in our lifetime, where do you put that with all the others?
1: Um, well, from my perspective, I think it would be the greatest sports achievement that I've seen in my life. Um, I think the, the breaking, you know, getting that number in the era he's done it, um, I think it'd be and, and plus, it takes more of a beating on your body. I'm I'm not uh, taken away from what the guys in baseball have done, or you know, uh, I think Drew Brees is the current passing leader in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, he he broke records and Peyton Manning broke records, and uh, I just think um, the 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 strain and beating that he puts on his body, and to score all those goals in an era where you know. Goaltending really wasn't a science until like the late nineties and their equipment's bigger. Um, I just think the everything that's against him that he's been able to overcome, if he can break the record, I would think in, in my opinion, it would be the best, definitely the best individual achievement I've seen in life. I think for across America, um, I would hope The average sports fan would put it in the top five, Uh, but there's just that that bias of, you know, so many people are kind of like it's hockey. Who cares? Which is just sad because it's such a beautiful game. Right.
0: Um,
1: But it definitely would be on on the same level as, you know, Barry Bonds and Michael Jordan and and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd put it number one.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, hockey is a beautiful sport. The thing that that gets me with watching hockey, um, I love the action, right? Um, I, a lot of people say it's kind of redundant. It's up and down. It's up. Well, so is every sport. They just do it at different paces, right? Yeah. So the thing that gets me with watching hockey, I can't see the puck on TV. Yeah. Like I, I can't in person hockey. One of the greatest sporting events you can go to. I've been to several of Capitals games and it's always a great experience. They get the horn blowing. You get the guys coming out to the red and the blue lights in the dark. It's a great experience. Any sport, is going to have a great experience while you're live, right? But with, with watching it on TV, it's kind of hard to see the puck sometimes, and I feel like that kind of takes away from the beauty of the sport, especially if you're not well-versed enough in it to understand what's happening without that visual representation of the main piece of equipment everybody's chasing after. But you do mention Ovechkin and, and the, the era that he's done what he's done in. One of the things that's so cool about how long he's been able to play if you watch the game of hockey evolve, he's almost played in like three different eras, right, as, yeah. as far as game evolvement. So at first you had, you know, when he first came into the league, it was very finesse, very much so a finesse league. And then you go through now, everything is like you said, the equipment's bigger. But not only that, these kids are coming out skating so fast. Their puck control skills are phenomenal. Their ability to stop on a dime really and go back another like it's just insane the speed that the game has played at now. And he's been able to adapt at every single level. I'd be interested to see and unless I want to play a hypothetical game with you. If if Ovechkin if Ovechkin came up ten years later. Let's just let's just take ten years off of his life and start him in his hockey career ten years later with all the science and all the technology behind getting better performance and all the training and agility um, increasing that we've had. Do you think that knowing what we know about Ovechkin now, if he had the same tools at his disposal, are we looking at the greatest hockey player of all time?
1: Uh, I think he would definitely appear so um, because he would have those advantages yeah, I mean, the uh, uh, it it is amazing how far sports science and physical therapy and everything have come since he's he's coming to the game. I mean, I can tell you just from personal experience how much better the the skates and the sticks have gotten. And you know the sticks make a big difference on how you shoot the puck. i if If he had started ten years later and you know did everything like he already did and just in a different time period, different starting time, I think, yeah, he'd be he'd be getting talked about. Um, you know, it'd be him and Connor McDavid. They'd be arguing over who the best is there. And I think he would be even more heralded than he is now.
0: I mean, is it is it even close? He's definitely the greatest capital of all time. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, and you know, a lot of people will try to say that he's uh, a defensive liability or he can't back check or. All he can do is score from one spot. Well, first of all, if you watch his game, yes, at the beginning of his career, he didn't do a whole lot of defense. That has drastically improved. He makes a lot of goal-saving plays. He's been blocking a lot of shots. And then when it comes to, he only scores from one spot. First of all, that's incorrect. And second of all,
0: do you (laughs) – Let's just get that out of the way. Wrong.
1: (laughs) Do you – can you imagine how good you have to be that – the best players in the world day in and day out know you're going to be shooting from the same spot and you can still beat them they know what's coming imagine imagine if you know uh the washington football team every play they said or you know eight out of ten plays we're gonna run um you know a lead block through the four hole stop us and they still imagine or they still manage to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's kind of what Ovechkin is doing. He's mm-hmm. you know what's coming, go ahead and try to stop it. And he's still racking up seven hundred and thirty goals. So uh yeah, I mean he's definitely the best capital. I think he's the best goal scorer of all time. Um, you know, people do different like uh race not ratio, adjusted stats, and he's higher on the list when you take into different eras and stuff so um i think when it's all said and done it'll be you've got the great one who's the greatest hockey player of all time and the great eight is the greatest goal scorer of all time
0: i love that yeah no matter what the sport anytime somebody starts an argument against another player's greatness with he can only i instantly you're instantly instantly on you know in I don't even know the word I'm trying to say, but you've lost your credibility with me. Like, you, yeah. like we're talking about greatness and you're going to criticize him by saying, or her by saying they're only good at that. Well, Yes. But they're also the best at what they do and you can't right. stop it. Like you just proved a point. <laughs> like, thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of similar saying Tom Brady isn't great because he doesn't scramble, you know, like, okay, you know, sure. look at what he does. I mean, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. When when someone says something like that, I I tune them out as well.
0: So Ovechkin probably let's say he, I mean this probably might be his last year, right? I think we gotta. This is about the record. This is about that that aspect of it. How many years do we think we have left of Ovechkin? Uh,
1: I mean, I, I think he'll play out the contract. So uh, that'll that'll take him until he's forty, I think. And. Okay. I think, especially if he's broken the record by then, I think he'll go play a season or two in Russia. Hell, he might end up like Yager, playing till he's fifty. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only I think we'll see him for the the duration of the contract, and the only way it goes longer is if he's really close to beating it.
0: Okay, so Ovechkin's contract. I'm looking it up here. He signed another. Thirteen years.
1: Oh, is that no, that's, that's that's the one that just ended. He he just signed a five year,
0: five year. Okay. Oh yeah, the five year forty seven and a half million extension. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. So I, I, that was more so of a segue to my question, which is, when Ovechkin, and, and it might already be this way now, but Ovechkin leaves. Is this Sidney Crosby's league? Is he the face of the NHL?
1: No, I I think it's uh, it's Connor McDavid. I, I think um, it's even kind of him more than Ovechkin and Crosby now. I think the NHL is still holding on to that rivalry, but uh, I think if you if you if if you asked the NHL, you know who's who's the guy who are you marketing? It's Connor McDavid.
0: Mm-hmm. So I've got a note here to ask you your favorite your favorite Capital player, but I think we've kind of beat that nail down into the wood there. It's probably it's probably the Grade Eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean he's he's the reason I, I became a fan. Um yeah. I I'd have to say also uh really loved Jay Beagle. Mm. When when he was I mean, I know he's not there anymore. Uh but I guess another current player that I, I I'm quite a fan of is uh I love Tommy Wilson.
0: Yes, sir. The controversial one. Yeah. I love him. It's it was fun. I hate because he he's played with Oshi. And watching them too, it was like watching the Bash Brothers, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was. It was like watching the Mighty Ducks in real life, and it was phenomenal. So, I'm going to talk one more Caps point, and I'll get. Uh, we'll wrap this up here. What is a realistic outlook for next season? What, what if the season ends? The Caps did X, and the season was successful.
1: Um, I think a realistic expectation would be a division title and make it to the second round. I, I think they have the, they, they could go on a run and win the cup, but I would say those are my expectations is they um, win the division, probably lose in the second round.
0: Who would be, who are you scouting as this biggest surprise team next year?
1: Oh man, caught me off guard a little bit there. I don't think I was, uh, I hadn't thought about it too much. I, you know, I think, um, I think the Florida Panthers are on everybody's radar, but they kind of, I mean, they only made it to the first round because they had to play the Stanley Cup champions. But I think Florida's going to be really good in the years to come. And I think they'll definitely be a team to, to tune in for when they're uh, uh, not just playing everyone's favorite team you know what I would recommend going out of your way to watch them because I think they're going to be special and the Minnesota Wild
0: and the Minnesota Wild okay so if you had to say right now based on what we know about last year and some of the offseason moves that have been made we're only a month out now exactly to the date September 25th is the start of the NHL preseason so we'll obviously get a lot more in the coming month but as of right now who would you feel comfortable saying makes it to the Stanley Cup finals
1: um, I think a safe bet would be probably the Colorado Avalanche, um, and uh, maybe Carolina Hurricanes. I, I think they're mm. they're got they've got something special, and we'll see how they play when they're back into their normal division this year. But I, gu- I guess my my way too early Stanley Cup prediction would be Colorado Avalanche over the curl. Her- uh, Sorry, Carolina Hurricanes.
0: There you go. Y'all heard it first. All my future betters out there that listen to this show, get some money on the Avalanche, get some money on the on the, on the the Carolina Hurricanes, and then put that money on the championship. Give it to the Colorado Avalanche. You heard it here from Pauly Cupcakes. Pauly, we appreciate your time here tonight. Everyone go check out the official Caps Chirp podcast. He's on Twitter at, uh, at CupcakePolly. Pauly. Pauly. We're all struggling tonight. It's Wednesday. It's been a day, man. I tell you, it has been a day. But Cupcake Pauly has been here on the Caps Shirt Podcast. He's part of the Hockey Pod Net. You want to give a little shout out to what that is and how that's been helping the game grow?
1: Yeah. Um, so the the Hockey Podcast Network is a uh, a you know a network that we have a show for every team. Uh, a couple couple teams have more than one show. We also have more specialized content um like uh terry ryan former nhl player he has his own show called talks with tr uh, i think we've got maybe up to like 50 shows now so yeah the the hockey podcast network literally has something for everyone there's even a show that talks about european hockey i think it's uh the Puck podcast so yeah the uh but we we are your home for washington capitals talk uh we're we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Caps Chirp, and like BJ said, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cupcake Polly, and my co-host is at Hockey Trolling on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Love it. We appreciate you helping us branch out a little bit here on Sports with BJ. Make sure you go check out our sponsors, The Skinny Dip. They've been with us since day one. Convenient locations at Hambury, Providence, and Ghent. Mention Sports with BJ podcast. Get 10% off your froyo with all the toppings you could ever want. I'm actually on my way to go get some snow cream with some hot fudge and some fruity pebbles. I'm going to keep this summer dad bod I've developed going into winter. We're not looking back, Pauly. We're not looking back. We're fat and we're here to stay. I'm ready. Got the winter body going. We appreciate you being on the show. Make sure y'all go check out the Caps Shirt Podcast, and we'll see you next time on Sports with BJ.